This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi, did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi, you have high cholesterol. Hi, you're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi, there's no more cake. Even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. Welcome, welcome to day 36 of Riding the Pines NBA Playoff Podcast. I am Hondo here with Guy. What's up, Guy? How do you keep track of these days, man? I, I, don't, I don't keep track. The days the days might actually be off because we've had to like, we've had to kind of take it all in. And yeah, it's right. like some days, it was going so poorly for a while. We're like, man, even though we love the NBA, we're like, uh, I would rather just like watch a movie or something. I got to be honest, though. I took this weekend kind of off. I was listening to a lot of like old 90s music, yeah. like some early 2000s. And I was listening to a lot of Weezer. And I was listening <laughs> okay. to the Blue Album. Okay. And it was like, my name is Jonas Jerebko. And I was just like, it was just an omen. It just had to come out. He had to come out of the woodworks and oh make my. a game, make a, sta- make a stand, you know? Oh, my God. White boys got to play, too. White boys got to feed their family, too, you know? This is so crazy. This is so just jumping right in here. It is a 111-108 win for the Celtics? What? What in God's name? I was like, I got so intrigued by this. I was like. I checked in about halftime on this because I'm like, it's <laughs> it's just going to be a blowout again after right. what what happened on Friday. Right. And no, it's it's like fairly close. So it's like kind of intriguing. But like, right. I'm like, it's still going to slip away. Yeah. Still going to slip away. No, it stays close. And then I get right into it. I'm like listening on ESPN. Sure. I'm like following on Facebook like sure. I do, you know. So, man, <laughs> what in God's name is going on here? Like he does. Like he does. Yo, I used to eat a lot of cereal and milk, you know, <laughs> just breakfast of champions, the Wheaties and everything. But every now and then, you know, you get that crisp Wheaties, you know, that mouth feel, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's like, that's a good game. That's a good game, you know? You get the, you get that crisp Wheaties mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Wheaties. But then like occasionally you get the soggy Cheerios after you like you let it sit for a few minutes and you're just like, you know, the playoffs have kind of been just soggy Cheerios, right? That's that. Like, that is the best analogy that you could just have like, come you're up kind with. You're kind of forced to eat it because it's there. You, and need, you, have to, you just need a lot of sugar. So <laughs> the, sugar, kind of the sugar will change change your thought process. Yeah. I'm like, with enough sugar on those Cheerios, yeah. I can still probably get through it, but I don't want to. <laughs> but the milk is good, right? The milk always tastes great. You get that, you know. <laughs> Until you're both, we're, we're both dairy-free, not doing any of that stuff. I know. I'm. T- I'm talking about when I was a cat. When I was a child, <laughs> of course. Continue. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> but this was like a marshmallow mateys, you know, like Lucky Charms type of game. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> there's so the Lucky Charms. It's there's so many puns going on in this. I I don't even know. It's like MTG oh. is like with us in spirit or something. But the Lucky Charms, you know, you got the 
the mouthfeel of the and the green. I'm afraid. I'm and afraid. The puffed rice. As one of the executive producers, you being the other one on this, uh, <laughs> that we can only use mouthfeel uh, one time in an episode. One more time? No. <laughs> we gotta celebrate. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But so, so let's. I just, gotta finish the cereal analogy. No, it's it's already too long as it is. <laughs> <laughs> so just just dig right into it. Dig right. So the box is open. The, the, there it is. The, the box is open. The the Cheerios are all over the floor now. And what happened in this thing? We had a little bit of the marshmallows. One time only, right? Like they're done and you can't have another marshmallow because there are no more marshmallows left. You know, you pick they up. They found the toy. Yeah. They they- got, that's right. That's right. That's actually what I was going for. Because they found that toy. And that toy being Marcus Smart. I is that? No, that's not how we transition yet. We're not transitioning yet. We got to find a better one. We had one with Lucky Charms and then we went back to it. <laughs> oh my god so then after cereal <laughs> no. i haven't had cereal in like five years, years. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> this is the this is the longest i've talked about cereal in a long time a- anyways but going back to it marcus smart is absolutely incredible 27 points seven for 10 from three that is that is absurd i didn't even know that he had that in him and you also have Avery Bradley going off. You know, you t- you talked about this before we started the episode. This was like scoring by, like committee. By, by committee here, yeah. and it's just like they have they have components kind of across the board to help them in a situation like this. I didn't think it was possible. I thought they were simply outmatched, but they they are showing everybody that they can step up. And here's the thing that I want to give the Celtics and. A lot of people don't want to give the Celtics really anything against the Cavs, sure. really anything against even the Eastern anything. Conference. <laughs> anything. But the thing is, at their peak, their best defensive team can play with pretty much anybody. Not not full not for a full forty eight. Yeah. But in in those pressure cooker times, I would definitely put them in. Dude, I agree with you. And like defense leads to offense, and offense is usually Bar none, Isaiah Thomas and a little bit of A.B. Bradley and a little bit of Al Horford. But every now and then you'll have a splash, dude. You know, you'll have a a, um, a little hint of Marcus Smart or Jonas Dripko. Probably never Jonas Dripko, but a little <laughs> yeah. bit of, you know, Kelly Olynyk and yep. stuff like that. Yep. Okay. And Jay Crowder. Splash, you know, splash brother in training, Jay Crowder. So here, here's the thing that... What I was getting at, though, okay. is okay. that if you keep the scores low... These these buckets by these splash dudes mean much more. Yeah, because they're they're giving ample opportunities to score a bucket at that possession because you're giving it all on the defensive end. And if the score is low, if the score is within reach, and if LeBron is off, if Kevin Love goes, you know, uh, missing in the second half, if Kyrie is kind of bricking long jumpers, mm-hmm. there's little you know moments to capture. And you saw those breakaways for lay-ins and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like give. All credit to Stevens and the Celtics because this is like a what the hell happened this game. Because mm-hmm. this shouldn't have happened because they were down by like 25. Mm-hmm. And they just chipped away, chipped away and played big. You know, the, the thing that I really like in, in a game like this, and I don't know if it actually changes the course of events. And we'll talk about that in a minute here. But the, the thing that, that I like is it kind of it cha- it damages the psyche of the Celtics. Just thinking that they could just walk over them. And... The reality, yeah, right. the, the reality here is that the, the Celtics are the number one seed in this matchup. I mean, we we didn't consider that. We what we saw on Friday was just an abomination. So it was just like, 
no, no, it's it's just write it all off. But there's a reason we play all the games out in the yeah, playoffs. That's true, man. Like, holy crap, they were down by like 50 yeah. in game two, right? Mm-hmm. This series is over. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas called it in. Like, obviously, he has an injury that he's no longer returning for the playoffs. But they, they checked it in. And I bet because of Isaiah Thomas's injury that is now, um, you know, withdrawing him from the playoffs, Cleveland took a backseat. Yeah. They didn't, they probably took Saturday off. They probably yeah. didn't even have practice. They probably didn't go over any drills. And they were like, let's walk into the arena, you know, kind of clean and ready to go and yeah. just like take care of business and walk out of here with a win. They didn't, they didn't do any of that. Yeah. Man, like they had a heroic performance from the first half from Kevin Love, man, like seven from ten from three. They had like an amazing production from uh, Love and Irving yep. as well. But LeBron, I LeBron was nowhere to be found in this thing. He had eleven points, four for thirteen, zero for four from three. He is, I mean, he was shooting what fifty percent from three, sixty percent. Well, he something was like kind that. of an unstoppable juggernaut yeah. throughout this whole season and playoffs. But like I. I kind of wonder what happened between Friday and Sunday because but but I think something like this can happen because you get cocky in situations like that. Yeah. I think I think that even I think he was too cocky. I think that even all stars are like, I've just beat I've just batted down my opponent the yeah. like the worst one of the worst things that they've ever seen, and they're gonna be so demoralized that they're not gonna get back up. And, but the reality is that these are NBA players all wanting to make a statement game in, game out. And he just didn't show up. I, and, and, and I think that's okay. I, but I also think that he's playing to a point that you made, uh, you've made consistently throughout the playoffs about how much time LeBron is playing in this offseason. It's, yeah. it's incredible. And right. I think it's finally starting to wear him down. Yeah, maybe. You know, that's a good take. I would say he's probably a little fatigued. But more so, I think what you said the first time, uh, the first moment, the first point, is that he's cocky. I think he's a little bit arrogant, and I think he wants to show his teammates that, hey, man, without me, you can't win this fucking game. And and I think that he has a right. I really thought that. And I think he has a right to be arrogant in his own game. Yeah. However, however, you have to play every game, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's the part where you just can't write it off. It's. Nobody's going to put the ball in the bucket for you. Right. LeBron, if you step on the court, you still have to perform or you have to get others to perform. You know, the thing about the Cavs, and I beat this, I beat this dead horse so many times during the regular season. Their bench just does not, at times they step up, but there, there are other times where they're completely non-existent. Yeah, sure. And, and this is one of those games where there really isn't any production from. Shumpert has six. Corver has three. Like, that is the extent of scoring from the, their bench. And with without LeBron kind of stepping up and really not that much production from Smith, I don't like this. Right. <laughs> I, I really don't like this. When LeBron leads this team, they are an unstoppable force in the East. They were expecting, <laughs> yeah. they were expecting him to score in this game. Yeah. Like, he kind of barely gets on the scoreboard. And Tristan Thompson with the Herculean effort from the free throw line and, you know, Kevin Love 7 for 10 from the first half from the three-point line doesn't make a three afterwards. Like, those those little points right there are probably not sustainable for the next game carrying over. Mm-hmm. But LeBron going 4 for 13 also is not. So what gives? What is kind of the equalizer here? Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I think that Kevin Love kind of steps back a little bit. I think... I think you had pretty much a a pretty consistent game 
with what you can get from Irving. Irving at 29 is not unreasonable. It's great. Like, he went 10 for 15 from the field. He actually had a really productive game. Yeah. Like, you're going to see a 15 for 30 from him as much as you are going to see, like, a 7 for 40 from him. You know what I mean? So, Because I I really don't think... So what, what else does Cleveland do in the next game? So... With Love going off, I don't. I mean, I think this is as much production as you can expect from Love. Yeah, James. 100%. James turns it turns it around. Thompson at eighteen. Too much. I, I'm not really banking on. I, I actually think quite a bit lower. Probably yeah. twelve to fourteen ish is oh. okay. And Irving, Irving somewhere in that at 25, 25 to thirty if he can really go for it. But he can also he could also pretty much peak at twenty some games. Yeah, and and that. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's going to do it just with the stakes on the line. Um, you know, the other thing is that that Corver and Channing. Channing Fry didn't even play in this game. I don't understand why. I don't know why. He and it's didn't. just like you. <laughs> you kind of needed like a sharp, a sharp shooting three pointer in this thing, but apparently not. Um, Le- LeBron was going ham, right? Like thirty plus points a game and ridiculous numbers from three and everything. And I just was this. This was just. He was not there. He was not yeah. in it. He was deferring way too often. Yeah. Where were those like easy lay-ins that he was throwing up back to back to back to back that we were talking about in our last episode? Yeah. He decided not to do that. Like that is something that they relied on as a Cavaliers team. And they chose not to do that. He chose not to do that this game. Something must have happened. We, we, don't we are know. not privy to. <laughs> we are not understanding from the game analysis, from the game replay. I guess we're just, you know. Yeah. We're just a talk show, but as far as analysis, like LeBron needs to do more. LeBron needs to step up and show who he is as all at all times. Of he can't take a game off. No, because yeah. I don't think this team is championship caliber without LeBron that, leading the way. That's one hundred percent the case <laughs> from my perspective as well. And the other thing that I want to say about this is that. Going back to damaging the the Cavs psyche, it's like oh, yeah. if you set if you set kind of the wheels in motion to like chip away at them yeah. and just to like oh you know what we broke you you're not as invincible as you thought you were I, it 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 may not have really any other effect for this series but in the back of my mind there's some effect going into the finals oh for sure just because it says. You know what? You're not infallible. You you guys can get beat, and you can get beat by a team that by a team that you beat by nearly 50 points. And it's just I think that I think that kind of sets sets the tone for the finals in a really different manner than if they had swept this thing. Like everyone was saying, it's going to be swept. Like my oh, yeah. notes, my notes before the game even started were, oh yeah. my God, they're going to get swept. Oh my yeah. God, Isaiah Thomas is injured. What are they going to do? They have the first pick in the draft. You know, Drake Crowder, like he doesn't shoot as much as he should. And yeah. uh, Al Hofford still sucks. But they really just decided to break the norm, right? Break all, you know, perceptions of what this team is about. They found, just, that, they found that four-leaf clover. They found <laughs> that four-leaf clover. Boy. Yeah, yeah. That's the lucky terrible. charm. The lucky charm. <laughs> the lucky charm. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I I like it though. I like it's good for basketball. It's good for the fans to see the Celtics win one. Mm, yeah. I I think it makes 
I don't really think it changes the overall outcome of the series. Right. But it, it, it does extend. It does make it a little bit more interesting going into a game five, game six scenario. Yeah. Um, just kind of extending that and what that means mm-hmm. in terms of rest, what that means in terms of impact on the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything like that. So, all right. So let's go hot takes for game four now from, well, from this one. Really quick. Hashtag they didn't get swept. Um, <laughs> well, hot takes? Really? Uh, I can, actually, can you even have any hot takes because of how much of a hot take this whole game was? Yeah. I don't like more from... The pasty white dudes from the bench? I don't know. Like, <laughs> how much more 100% can Jonas Drebko be? Like, he was 100% from the field. So, um, oh, he would, was. <laughs> oh, my God. This is kind of like, is this the Drebko game? I don't know, because he came in and he completely changed the the, the complexion of this game. Uh, plus 22, honestly. Um, Ty- Tyler Zeller with 20? Oh, yeah. Let's just, <laughs> well, who else do we have? Oh, you. <laughs> get, get over here. It's... Waterboy, get in there. <laughs> it's because it's been a, it's been Olenek. Yeah. It's been uh, Jalen Brown hasn't really got. Jalen Brown could go off. Jalen Brown yeah, has. I don't eh. think so. He's a rookie, and he's guarding LeBron. He's not going to yeah, go off. That's that's fair. Um, I would say no. <laughs> There's no hot takes from Boston side. Okay, so uh, from the Cavaliers side, yeah. I say hot take. LeBron James repeats this performance for Game Four. No way! No way! I will short that bet <laughs> okay. entirely. <laughs> no way! Eleven points from LeBron. Okay. In in back to back games in the play in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> no way! All right, go home then. I am home, Shoot. and I am home, that and I'm fast. and I'm not and I'm not going to accept that. He might only go for like let's say twenty, but there's no way he goes for. There's a repeat performance, even right. though he was wearing like, like t-shirt and board shorts in his in his presser afterwards, <laughs> yes. where it's like he might actually be, evening wear. he might actually be going skateboarding after that. Oh or, man, I don't know. Uh, no, how about this? How about this? Yeah, Kyrie Irving, he's ten for fifteen this game. Yeah, he's going four for seventeen. Four for seventeen. Yeah, just because I'm very exact with my hot takes. <laughs> four for seventeen. Two. And two of his makes are from three, so two for seven from three. And he's going to go to the line at least at least two times. So uh, book it, bookmark it, book stamp it, stamp. Yeah, stamp, it's a stamp book. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a passport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just get it, get like it to take with you. Fourteen points. Get it to take with you to the rest of the games of the playoffs. So, exactly you know. fourteen points. <laughs> Kevin Love was exactly twenty three. Terrific, <laughs> absolutely terrific. Yeah. All right, so going. Let's <laughs> let's go to the next game here that's coming up, and that is that is Golden State San Antonio. Is that tomorrow? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. it is. And it is game four. Game four. So, you know, we, we did skip we've skipped a couple of days here in, <laughs> since our last recording. I mean, we missed the bloodbath that was Friday. So, yeah. there's not really that much to talk about. Did you watch the uh the Golden State the last Golden State and uh Spurs game? I did not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just know that the Spurs kind of held it close for a while. Yeah. And then the fourth quarter came and the Warriors are the Warriors. Yeah, and I think you have way more analysis than that. No, I I don't really want to talk that much about it, but I do want to actually get into what what thoughts and predictions might be for this next one. Okay, and, well, well, but but the reality is we're in a three zero scenario. 
<laughs> we're in a 3-0 scenario with the Golden State Warriors. With Kawhi Leonard, 99% out for game four. And I would just say, from an analysis perspective, I, I the craziest thing about that game was it wasn't just like an utter defeat from the beginning. Yeah. The, the Spurs actually kind of kept it together. Uh, but then it just started, they just started crawling away. By about the third, they just really started kind of breaking away. And it was, it was like, it was like five or six. And then it was like, oh, here's 10, 12, yeah, 14, yeah. you know? So, well, major props and credit goes to Pop and his staff, but like Manu Ginobili and Jonathan Simmons does not a, a win make, you know, like you do not, you, you not get a victory out of like complete performances from Jonathan Simmons and Manu Ginobili. You you can't expect anything from from them other than that. I don't I don't I don't necessarily agree. I, I I think you can't expect a win versus this Warriors team, but I think you can expect well, that's where we are. No no I I understand that, but I don't I don't agree with what you stated though because okay. I think I think that Jonathan Simmons has shown his value. He's just he's simply outmatched and and Ginobili and Ginobili was actually playing fairly well in this in that series in in that series and in that last game. So I I don't think that you want to be relying on them. I guess I would rephrase it, but I I would say that they brought their game. Yeah, and they brought their game, but to your point, the Spurs the the Spurs cannot rely on those two. They need players like Kawhi, they need players like LMA, they need players like Tony Parker. And everybody's just in the the you know injured reserve exactly, and including David Lee, right? So uh, David Lee is out now too. So um, relying for game four on heavy production from Jonathan Simmons, not Kawhi Leonard, and um, Dejounte Murray and Patty Mills, and not Tony Parker and Lamarcus Aldridge, and not Tim Duncan. You know, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to watch this unfold and conclude. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, um, that's what's gonna happen tomorrow. So. I'm excited for a game five of Boston. Actually, what? That's going to be game four, actually. Boston, Cleveland. Yeah, game four, Boston, Cleveland on. And that's Tuesday or Wednesday? On Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. Um, and thoughts and predictions for that? It's Cleveland's going to win, you think? I don't know. I like, I, w- I would have to say that, that LeBron changes course and Cleveland does win that next game. Yeah. Um, but I just. Because of the variability, just in terms of what Boston is doing and who is actually stepping up to the plate now that idea is gone, yeah, it's it's crazy to try and actually predict what is actually going to happen. Because mm-hmm. we would have never predicted that Olenek, that Game seven, the Olenek surge explosion yeah, versus the Wizards. Yeah, you're not going to predict Jarebko no. like going off for any points, and it's just like. And Marcus Smart going for 27. Like they those, have all those players that will explode and be like. Phenoms for a game, you know, like, it's we like have, the we random supernova explosions. It's just like, yeah. wh- where is this? Somewhere in the universe, this is happening. It's just like, <laughs> how are we supposed to expect that it's happening in a place where we can see it? Well, so. will lightning strike twice? Will Marcus Smart score another twenty-seven? You know, output or? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. No, right? No. I, I really don't think so. I, I, th- I think the the one thing that will happen is that the Boston will. I think they'll bring the level of defense that they brought to game three into game four, but I think they won't they won't have enough to carry them offensively uh, against Cleveland in game four. All right. So all right. So the spread. So let, let's talk about the the point differential for the Warriors Spurs tomorrow. Warriors by how many? Like 15, 16. 
Yeah, that's 16. I'll go. I'll roll with 16 as All well. Right, there it is. And then, do you want it, predictions on Game Four of Cavs? Yeah, because we're probably not going to record until after that. I would say, um, yeah, I'll go with Cleveland this game, even though that LeBron has a repeat performance. Even though I'm going with these like <laughs> random assumptions, I'll go with Cleveland. Like someone like Channing Fry will go off for 40. You know, that's something I did not say. <laughs> that's what's going to happen, and that's why they're going to win. Channing Chan- um, Fry for 40. You you've heard it here first, and you'll only hear it here. <laughs> I heard it here first. You'll only ever hear it. The here. best basketball talk show that there is. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. All right, so that you know what, that's going to wrap day 36 of Riding the Pine. So you can. Find us at, on Twitter at Ryden underscore the pine. If you have any comments, analysis, want to say it, that our 40 point predictions on Channing Fry are ridiculous, let us know. Uh, we will respond in kind in the next episode. No. All right, stay with us. Peace. Bye. This has been a Vencast Studios production. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.